Welcome back to another episode of Goddess Talks with me, Elise 5000. And today we're going to be talking about the algorithm of Earth, the physics of how reality actually works. So energy is neither created nor destroyed, and the universe is holographic. This means that we literally live inside of a, a light matrix, a holographic light matrix. That means the energy you put out is what you get back. It's a mirror, a holographic mirror. As above, so below. The kingdom of heaven is within you, said Jesus. And the Egyptians said the kingdom of heaven is within you, and whoever shall know himself shall find it. That's why it's so important to know yourself because the universe is holographic. You need to know yourself so that you can be still and know that I am God. But I really want to talk about in this episode, though, is the algorithm of Earth. So because we live in a light matrix, there's an algorithm. Like, code literal like just like instagram has an algorithm earth has an algorithm the the laws the the five laws of creation is basically the algorithm so it's the cheat code so genesis 127 god created human beings in his own image the image of god he created them male and female he created them what is a hologram a hologram means of creating a unique photographic image photographic image without the use of a lens the photographic recording of the image is called a hologram god made man in his image or her image and the universe is holographic a hologram is an image john 10 30 the father and i are one i and the father are one what's a hologram psalms 82 6 i have said ye are gods john 10 34 jesus said is it not written in your law that i have said that ye are gods why are you calling me a blasphemer if God made man in his image and the universe is holographic? What are you? If you're creating your reality based off your thoughts and beliefs, you're a God. You're creating your, your world. You're generating it through your pineal gland, through your brain, through the metacognition and the neural pathways, neurons in your brain, which is exactly the same shape as a universe, as a tree, the tree of life. So why is this important? It's important because the all is one and the one is all. This is Bashar's teaching. Those teachings, Hermes, the Kabbalion, the Emerald Tablet, the Bible, the all is one and the one is all. Jesus is teaching this. This is what Jesus is teaching. That's why he said the Father and I are one. That's why he told us to copy him. That's why we're supposed to say we are God also. Just as each tiny section of a hologram contains the information for the entire hologram, likewise, we are all interconnected. The part of the whole, everything is truly just one totally interconnected thing, which brings me to the formula. Now, this is Bashar's teachings. It's kind of like the Esasani instruction manual. And this is a formula of all the Esasani wisdom of how life works, which is the algorithm of Earth. And it's not philosophy, it's physics. This is exactly what Albert Einstein said. He said, everything is energy and that's all there is to it. Match the frequency of the reality you want and you cannot help but get that reality. It can be no other way. This is not philosophy, this is physics, okay? So this is based on physics of how reality actually works this is the algorithm of Earth. So, number one, Bashar says to act on your highest excitement, your passion. Whatever is most exciting to you in the moment, do this every moment that you can because it is what you're supposed to be doing. Okay, for example, I got hit by a car one time because what happened was I felt 
like walking around the block for exercise as a kid. I was like 14 in eighth grade, about to go to the ninth grade. And my mama was like, we bought you that bike and you don't ever ride that bike, you know, and using guilt and shame make me feel bad about not riding the bike. So I rode the bike for her. I did not want to ride the bike and I got hit by a car. And if only I had walked, something didn't feel right about riding the bike that day. I didn't feel steady or something. I just didn't feel like I should be riding the bike. I wanted to walk. My highest excitement was walking in that moment. And I did not listen to myself. I listened to my mother because they teach children that you don't have an opinion, that you have to obey. Even though you're gro- you're 14, you know what you want to be doing. And it wasn't nothing wrong. I wanted to walk. Why do, why do I have to, why, why can't I walk? Why, why you got to make me feel bad about not riding the bike that you paid for when can I just walk? Like, what's wrong with that? That's what I don't understand. So anyway, I digress, but now I'm coming back. Act on your excitement, number one. Act on your excitement, your passion, whatever's most exciting to you in the moment. Do this every moment that you can. That's part of the algorithm. Boom, the formula. Number two, do this to the best of your ability. Take it as far as you can go until you cannot take it any further. Make sure your beliefs are not causing you to dampen your excitement ahead of time. So say you want to be a NASCAR driver and you got somebody in your ear making you believe that that's impossible for you, but that is your highest excitement. And you go listening to them when you should have just followed your highest excitement. Now you have a belief because you hung around this negative low vibe person. Now you believe that that's unattainable when it actually is so seriously attainable. All you have to do is make a friend that's doing it or that believes in things like that and it would be more attainable to you. But you decided to hang around this low vibe Debbie Downer person, which is blocking you from having the belief, all you got to do is hang with someone doing it and then you'll see how easy it is. You're like, oh, really? That's all I have to do? Oh, so that's how you do it. Oh, like, or even they don't even have to be doing it. It just has to be someone that like is maybe knowledgeable about it or that just is high vibe. Like, yeah, man, let's, you know, you can do it. You can, and I always tell people they can do something. I never am like, "Eh, that don't make sense. Like, I never... Never in my life. Somebody has a dream or goal. I'm always like, do it. Like, how can we, how can I help you? Like, what do you need? What do you need to believe? That's just always been me though. Cause I know what I needed and I never was able to get that. I didn't get that a lot. Like I, I mean, there were moments, of course, you know, my mom and dad were motivational at times, but there were also moments where they were not. So, and that didn't, I mean, I did what I wanted to do anyway. So except for the bike, that bike situ- situation where I got hit with the bike, I realized I was like, oh my God. Like my instinct told me not to ride the bike and I got hit. And so ever since that, I was like, oh, I'm going to probably listen to myself, even though sometimes I do listen to other people, but I'm working on not doing that. So anyway, number three, act on your excitement passion with absolutely no insistence or assumption or expectation of what the outcome should be. So very often the ideal outcome will not be what you expect or intend. Your higher self knows the ideal outcome, but your physical mind can't really know that in advance. For example, I submitted one of my songs for this songwriting contest. I mean, I literally didn't care. I just did it just because I wasn't even expecting I didn't know what to expect. I just submitted my song. And out of 4,000 other songwriter artists, recording artists, I literally won first place. So for Roland Cakewalk Anytime, Anyplace songwriting competition, won $4,000 worth of equipment, a laptop, everything. And... But I I acted on my highest excitement. I was like, oh, let me get in the songwriting contest. But I didn't care if I won. I just got in it anyway, just for no reason. I don't know. I just, I don't know. I just did it. So I followed my highest excitement and boom, that 
that was a serious shock to me. I'm like, what? I won out of 4,000 people? But yeah, that's that was back in 2009. And it was so funny because there was all this studio equipment, like all these big boxes at the door. And my dad was like, what is this? And it was like all this stuff. And I had it laid out all over the table like I won a songwriting competition first place. And he was just like, oh, like, okay. <sighs> but I was happy for me. I mean, even buying this studio, I bought my first studio in 2007. And um, I mean, that was my highest excitement and see how that turned out. It's really crazy because a lot of people think that like somebody else bought my studio for me, but actually, no, I bought my own studio by myself. My parents were not trying to help me because they wanted me to like be a professional, like doctor, lawyer, Indian chief type of person, which that's not even me. I'm an artist. Like I can't do that. Like, but that's what they wanted. They, and, you know, they wanted me to go to college, which I did. I have an MBA, guys. I have an MBA. I felt I felt like, oh, they may support me more like if I get, you know, the schooling that they want that I'm not using, but they want me to get it. So I'm just going to go ahead and get it, even though I'm not going to probably use it um, on that level. I mean, I uh, congratulations, self. That was not my highest excitement, but I did it anyway. Actually, getting my MBA was my highest excitement at the time because of the study abroad and we got um, computers and like iPads. <laughs> I just was like, oh, we get free iPad and we get to go overseas. Okay. Sign me up. So yeah, we went to Dubai and Italy for like 14 days. Study abroad. It was really a wonderful experience. But the point is follow your highest excitement. Okay. So anyway, act on your highest excitement with absolutely no insistence or assumption or expectation of what the outcome should be. Number four, Choose to remain in a positive state regardless of what happens. So if something undesirable happens, by remaining in a positive state, even then, you're able to gain some positive benefit from the situation. If you remain in a positive state, you can discover how it can serve you in a beneficial manner. Any circumstance is actually neutral with no built-in meaning. So you're the one that determines whether it has a positive or negative effect. So based on the meaning that you project into that fundamentally neutral situation. This one is a hard one for me. Um, I tend to make things negative. It, it, and I think that it was because of my programming. It's hard for me to assign a positive meaning to something negative. But say your boyfriend steals your car and doesn't call you to check or to tell you where he is for hours. Just hypothetical. Never mind. No. So yes, remain in a positive state regardless of what happens. And it's called reframing, actually. And there's this coach named Frederick Dodson, and he is a, he's an ontologist, and he is a reality creation coach. And he has, he has some really dope videos on YouTube, and he talks about reframing, positive reframing. And it's basically the same thing, and, but he teaches how to do it, you know, strategies um, on how to positively re reframe. So say you lose your job. He gives so many examples that, you know, in his life that has happened. Like, so say you lose your job and, you know, you can positively, positively reframe and say, well, now I have the opportunity to focus on what I really want to do because I didn't want to do that job anyway. And he gives examples of when something happened to him similarly. But so, yes. And number five. Constantly investigate your belief systems and release and replace the unpreferred beliefs. So the fear-based beliefs you might have and the beliefs that are not in alignment with who you prefer to be. Investigate your belief systems. The only way that you can change your what you manifest in your current reality is to um, 
Investigate your belief systems and change them, your core beliefs, if they are negative. You have to turn, that's alchemy. That's um, mental alchemy is to take a belief or a feeling and trans, transmute it into something positive. Know thyself. That's the whole point of t saying that you know yourself. Socrates says to know thyself is the beginning of wisdom. Knowing yourself and even having a relationship with yourself is how you're able to identify your belief system. And then that way you can release and replace the beliefs that you don't prefer, the beliefs that aren't serving you. So get in touch with the belief and then ask yourself, what do I have to believe in order to end up in this situation right now? Now, once you get in touch with the belief that is generating whatever negative situation, then you can acknowledge, acknowledge that this is your current belief, own it, because you cannot change what you don't own, then ask yourself, and I believe that's like repent, isn't that the same thing? Uh, or confess, confess, I guess. And then repent is like would be to change it. So you cannot change what you do not own. So then ask yourself, what belief would I like to replace this belief with? Like what what is the outcome that I prefer? What would I prefer to have happen in this current situation? So once you decide what your new preferred belief is, accept it, adopt it, breathe it in. Trust that this new belief is now active and functioning in your being. And you don't need to get rid of the old belief. You just only need to replace it with your preferred belief. So get into the mindset of the new belief. Get into the emotional feeling state of the new belief. Get into the body language and actions of the new belief. Be the person. Have, have you heard people say act as if? Well, I mean, yeah, I, I like people that act as if. Like I have some friends that act as if. And I'm not, I, I'm not the type of person, like I, even if the thing isn't, isn't true um, on the outside, I like to see my friends acting as if because I know that eventually it will become true. So I go along with it. Like I don't be like, girl, you know you ain't got, um girl stop lying like no I don't do that I'd be like yes girl you got it yes you do girl <laughs> you know my friend might be 500 pounds and she'd be like girl I'm a size eight honey I'd be like yes you are boo yes you are uh amazing so yeah it's it's pretty easy to change your your beliefs so when you follow your excitement in the moment each now moment leads to positive synchronicity which means things that magically work out in a way that is delightfully and surprisingly pleasing. So when you ignore your excitement, like I did when I got hit by the car because I really wanted to walk, and you are instead led by your fears and worries, which I was low-key scared to ride the bike, but anyway, because of the hills in the neighborhood, but I didn't tell my mom that because I don't know. This leads to negative synchronicity. That's how I got hit by the car. That was negative synchronicity and also upsetting events and, and the things you wish to avoid. Yo! The exact thing happened. I got hit by a car. I was afraid to get hit by a car low key. And I did not tell my mom. My mom, I'm afraid. Because I didn't want her to be like, why are you scared? Like, I just, parents be really on some other ish. Straight up. So, positive synchronicity is the occurrence of events that are perfect reflections of your preference and desire. Okay? Negative synchronicity is the occurrence of events that are perfect reflections of your fears and your doubts. We want to do away with all negative synchronicities. So that's why we are going to change our beliefs. We're going to change our core beliefs, but we have to know what the core beliefs are in order to change them. So um, all beliefs are equally valid since each belief generates its own self-validating reality. So whatever your belief, the universe will support and validate that belief by attracting the circumstances, situations, opportunities, and people into your life that will reinforce that version of reality. Crazy, right? Something to wrap your head around. And... 
I mean, I, oh, I have some meditations, guys. I created some meditations. They're guided meditations that will help you to um, transform your core beliefs. It's a guided meditation. It's a pyramid meditation where you go deep, deep into the mind. And you're not, you're not actually finding what negative beliefs there are. We're just completely cleansing all, everything negative out of your aura, your auric, your auric field, out of your, the chambers of your mind. We're just gonna choose the reality we prefer. We're basically, I'm, I'm, the, the meditations help you to reprogram your subconscious mind by only by choosing the reality you prefer so the negative realities no longer exist. Like they're, they're away, closed up in a different compartment. So in the, in the meditation, I have you to put all those fears and worries into a box. And then it's going to be, it's, you close the black box and it goes into a void. Um, this is some real, it's like real. <laughs> Like you have to do it because all is mind. So going through the process, it works. It really works. So that's, I mean, I really want you guys to do that. So with that said, I appreciate you guys for listening. And if you haven't subscribed yet to the podcast, please do so so that you can be updated when I post new episodes. I'm also on YouTube. I got the podcast on YouTube. But yeah, I got a lot of cool stuff coming. I'm super excited. And with that, as always, peace and love. Peace, peace, and love. Yeah, I'm driving slow in the fast lane. Chop a screw, pop a coating. I make them holler at them blue things. I make them call.